All right. This is episode seven. We are getting ready to start week 10 in the NFL. And I missed last week because I, well, my, like the Lions, my brain took a bye week last week. And uh, let's be honest, after the last game that the Lions played, I wasn't really up for talking about football. But anyways, we are uh, starting a new week. This is episode seven. This is your host, The Butcher, talking, and this is The Butcher's Cut. All right, let's uh, go ahead and get started. We'll talk about, I mean, we're going to start talking with Michigan State. Um, we're going to back up a couple weeks, though, because there's no way I'm not talking about the Michigan-Michigan State game. Uh, that was an intense game, to say the least. I mean, in all fairness, it's the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry. I mean, it's an intense game every year. I mean, Michigan State looked absolutely horrible last year, and they still managed to beat Michigan. So, I mean, and Michigan, I believe, at that time was undefeated, I think. Well, I don't know. Don't, don't quote me on this, but I think Michigan might have been undefeated at that time. Either way, that was one of the only wins that Michigan State had. I think we only played like four or five games anyways, thanks to COVID. Moving on. That game was fantastic. Kenneth Walker III, what a beast. The dude is a monster. 23 carries for 197 yards and five touchdowns. Five rushing touchdowns. On top of that, you had, I mean, it's it's just insane. Let me, insane. Let me, uh, let me pull up just the stats here. So, uh, in that game alone... All right, I can't pull up the stats for that game. It's not letting me. But let's just say Kenneth Walker III had a monster game. Michigan State looked pretty awesome. I mean, I was a little nervous there because Michigan kept bouncing back too, but State pulled it out in the end. And then jumping to Week 10, Michigan State played Purdue, and it was uh, less as explosive. Kenneth Walker, 22 carries, 136 yards, and one touchdown. So I don't know what happened to Michigan State. I didn't get a chance to watch the game. I heard that they played horrible. And based on the fact that Purdue isn't even ranked, I mean, yeah, they're they're six and three now. They were five and three, not ranked. Michigan State's number three was the only undefeated team in the Big Ten. And I don't know if they just came out and weren't ready for Purdue because they were just still relaxing after that win against Michigan. I don't know if they thought it was going to be an easy game. Either way, they were caught sleeping. And Purdue beat them 40-29. to I mean, it's, hopefully it was a life lesson and State will come out and just dominate the rest of the season because uh, – this is one team that I would love to see make the national championship. So, All right, moving on, we're going to jump into the NFL for week nine. Starting off on Thursday night, we had the Jets at the Colts, and I don't remember. I believe this was one of my pick games, and I think I picked the Jets to win, which they did not. However, I was not uh, – I was pleasantly surprised to see how high scoring of a game it was. I was not expecting that. Colts ended up getting a win on that one, 45 to 30. 
She puts the Colts at four and five. So they're they're not too bad. I mean, the Colts uh, come back, come out of it a little bit more than I think that they'll uh, they might uh, have a chance for making the playoffs. So we'll see what happens there. Now uh, moving on, you got the Browns absolutely demolishing the Bengals, forty-one to sixteen. I mean. Nick Chubb is back, so that's that's probably part of the reason why they look pretty good. Uh, you got the Broncos destroying the Cowboys, thirty to sixteen, which I would not have predict, predicted that because as of late, the Cowboys have actually looked fairly well, fairly good. And uh, I'll be the first to admit that I am not a huge Cowboys fan. There are four teams in the NFL I am not fans of: Cowboys, Packers. 49ers and the Patriots and 90% of that is because of their fans. Their fan, a lot of their fans can be jerks. Um, I know a few, few fans for the Niners and I know a few Green Bay Packer fans personally, and they uh, like to rub it in your face when their team beats you. I mean, they rub it in uh, without mercy. So it's a little unnecessary, but, it is what it is. I mean, being a Lions fan and dealing with loss every year, every season, I can take it. It's just a little unnecessary. I will say that I uh, I don't hate on the Patriots as much as I used to. I was not a huge fan of the Patriots, mostly because of Tom Brady and everybody, you know, oh, Tom Brady's great. Tom Brady's fantastic. He's... He's just the greatest quarterback ever, and I would have, two years ago, I would have told you you were an idiot and said that you could put Tom Brady in any other team besides the Patriots, and he would not flourish. You give him the Browns, and he would not get him to the playoffs. And he proved me wrong last year when he was, uh, he went to the Tampa Bay, and they, they made it to the Super Bowl, and they won the Super Bowl. I mean, that's. Tampa Bay was pretty much they were pretty terrible too, and uh, Tom Brady was able to turn it around. So I give the guy credit; he's a good quarterback. I don't hate on the the Patriots as much anymore. Some of their fans are still jerks, but it's not as bad. And then uh, I do have to say that I will I have a little bit more respect for Aaron Rodgers than I used to because the whole thing that's going down with him and the vaccine. Um, I recently watched an interview that he had, and he was telling his thoughts on the vaccine and why he actually didn't get it. And I, you know what, his, that stuff kind of lines up with how I feel. And so, uh, I have a little more respect for him, but anyways, uh, moving on. So yeah, the dolphins get a win over the Texans, which that game was, I'm sorry for all my dolphins and Texans fans out there, but it's, I mean, that, I don't know if that game was that much fun to watch it's 17 to nine. Uh, Falcons came away with a last second win against the Saints, which I think I actually project or projected, predicted that one. I'm sorry, folks. My words seem to have, uh, run, decided they want to just run out of my mouth. Um, moving on, we got the Giants and the Raiders. That was a game that, that was an upset, actually. Giants came away with the win 23-16, but in all fairness, I think the Raiders are probably dealing with a little bit of stuff with the whole lawsuit uh, and court going, court case going on with uh, Henry Ruggs the third Patriots beat the Panthers 24 to 6 yeah like no one saw that one coming the Panthers have not been great lately um the Jaguars beat the Bills 9 to 6 
The two and the one and six Jaguars beat the four and three Bills. I would not have predicted that. I thought the Bills would have destroyed them. I have no idea what was going on there. That was uh, Josh Allen must have been having an off day. This dude had 264 yards and two interceptions. So I have no idea what's going on, but the Jaguars better enjoy that win while it lasts because I have no idea who they're playing next, but it ain't going to be as easy as it was taking out in the Bills. Uh, the Ravens beat the Vikings in overtime, 34-31. Chargers beat the Eagles, 27-24. Chiefs beat the Packers, 13-7. It's kind of nice. Uh, Cardinals beat the Niners, 31-17. Cardinals are... Uh, Cardinals and the Rams, I think, are the favors to go to make it to the playoffs, at least. If not, the Titans, too, because the uh, Titans look pretty good. Titans and the Rams are both 7-2. and two. Um, Speaking of which, Titans beat the Rams 28-16. to 16. Looks like Matt Stafford was having a little bit of an off night. And the Steelers come back and beat the Bears 29-27. to 27. So there you go. That's uh, week nine scores. And thank God the Lions didn't play because after that total uh, blowout that happened to them against the Eagles, it, they needed a week off because I have no idea what's going on in that locker room. But we need to figure something out, guys. And I will touch on that here a little bit in my segment about the Lions. All right, let's jump into fantasy football now. So, we got your top five scoring leaders for the week. James Conner, Arizona running back. Yeah, he, uh, when their lead running back went out with a high ankle sprain, this dude jumped up and he uh, came out of the gates roaring. So, he ended up with, according to the ESPN leagues, he had like 40 points. I mean, this dude had 96 yards rushing, two touchdowns, and then 77 yards receiving and a touchdown. So, yeah, he was a good guy to have. Jonathan Taylor for Indianapolis had a big night. He had 34 points. Uh, this guy had 172 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, and 28 yards uh, receiving. Justin Herbert looked really good, uh, which is great because he finally bounced back. He had two rough weeks there, and then he looks like he bounced back. Uh, he had 31 and a half points. He used 32 for 38, 356 yards, two touchdowns, and then also had five carries for 14 yards and a touchdown. So number four on the list is Lamar Jackson. I mean, it's it's Lamar Jackson. You know, he does what he does. Uh, he's 27 for 41, 266 yards to the air, three interceptions and, or sorry, three touchdowns and two interceptions. And then he had 21 carries for 120 yards. What was Minnesota doing? Obviously not playing defense. And then uh, Nick Chubb, his uh, first game back from being injured, being out for a good five, six weeks, he had 14 carries for 137 yards and two touchdowns. And then uh, two catches for 26 yards. So, I mean, that's your top five guys right there. And moving on, instead of me giving you a projection of top five scorers, we're just going to go and see what NFL has for your, uh, your week 10 stardom and sit them. And we'll do, uh, we'll do running backs. So... Obviously, I just talked about James Conner, so we'll do. They want they're projecting James Conner versus the Panthers. 
I would wholeheartedly agree. Uh, it says Chase Edmonds is going to miss some time, so they don't expect Connor to get 40-plus carries or anything like that, but he's a goal-line option and pretty high-powered offense. Um, another stardom is DeAndre Swift for the Lions. He's They're not wrong. It says he's the only offensive threat for the Lions, and that's, you know, I, I have to agree with him on there. It's It's been pretty rough year, but DeAndre Swift's been doing pretty good. Uh, Melvin Gordon for the Broncos is a start against the Eagles. Leonard Fournette is a start against Washington football team. Doubledon, Devin Singletary is a stardom against the Jets. Kenyon Drake for the Raiders is a start against the Chiefs, which, yeah, he's been pretty rough. Uh, Jordan Howard, if you don't, if you don't have Jordan Howard in your lineup and he is available in the free agent pool and you're hurting at running back, I really would not um, suggest you looking away from this guy. Pick him up. I mean, he may not be a good starter for a couple or may not be in there for long, but it's a good starter right now. He's a stardom right now against the Broncos. Sit him this week. Uh, Adrian Peterson for the Titans against the Saints. Antonio Gibson for the Washington football team against the Bucks. Ronald Jones for the Bucks against Washington football team. So uh, any any running backs in the Washington and Buccaneers game, basically don't play them. Um, and I would have to agree because those are those are be passing games there. So, but that's what we have for stardom and sitem this week. So maybe that'll be a new segment instead of like projecting projecting top scores. We'll just see who NFL.com has for their stardoms and sitems and see if I agree with them. All right. It's that time. Let's do it. Let's talk about the Lions and whatever the hell happened before their bye week. So, all right. They had an outstanding game against the Rams. And then they died or something. I don't know what happened. They all were sick. They all had food poisoning. I don't know what happened to the Lions team that I saw in week eight or week. Sorry. Week seven against the Rams. Because the Lions team I saw in week eight against the Eagles was non-existent. I mean, they came out and were, they were, they underscored on every aspect of, well, let's just break it down real quick. Cause even though I don't really want to visit this game again, let's do it because holy crap, that was, I mean, we didn't even score a touchdown or any points whatsoever until the fourth quarter we were down we lost 44 to 6 how do you how do you stand tall with a rams team that has one loss and an awesome quarterback like matthew stafford how do you stand tall up until the last half of the fourth quarter with that team but the eagles who have two wins you can't put points on the board you can't stop them i mean come on guys I know that this is, I know we're losing people left and right for injuries and stuff, but I mean, come on, this is ridiculous. I mean, Swift was held. DeAndre Swift was held to 27 yards. 
That's there's no way that the Eagles should have been able to do that. That is absolutely ridiculous. I don't I don't know. That was just a sad, sad game to watch, and I really hope that during their bye week, the Lions and Dan Campbell decided, hey, there's something messed up. We got to fix it. And I'm hoping they were able to do it because the Lions actually, let's see if I can find it here. They, no, it's not there. Um, Sorry, they uh, made some changes here towards the end of their bye week. So let's see. Let's recap that real quick. Uh, they talked about, I know one thing for sure is they. the news asked Dan Campbell uh, when Odell Beckham Jr. was put on the waiver wire if he wanted them, and Dan Campbell flat out said no, which I wholeheartedly agree with. I don't think that... Um, Odell Beckham Jr. was a good fit. He's got a lot of, he runs his mouth. I mean, yeah, he's talented. He's a good wide receiver, but he runs his mouth. He's just like Terrell Owens. I mean, he's a troublemaker. He's going to have probably he's like Antonio Brown. They have talent, but they also have big heads and those heads are full of hot air. And so they get, they let that stuff they cause drama, they cause problems, and so by the Lions avoiding him, he wouldn't have come to Detroit anyways, but the Lions avoiding him is not a problem. I have no issue with that. I think uh, that the Lions should have gone after Deshaun Jackson before he signed with the Raiders, but that's just a personal opinion. Um and um, the reason I feel that that was a should have been a good move is we have no playmakers besides Swift. Everybody talks about Hawkinson, and don't get me wrong, I love Hawkinson. He's a great tight end, but he's the only wide receiving threat that we have. I mean, he's the only receiving threat that we have. I mean, they teams are gonna they're gonna double team him every time. No one's gonna leave Hawkinson open, even with Swift. Uh, Running, they're running screen passes to Swift. They're not. They're gonna double team him, and then we have. Yes, I know we have Khalif Raymond, and you know this kid has really stepped up. And I say he's a kid because he's still young. I mean, he's only been in the league for five years, but even in the five years, he he hasn't had a good of a season as he has this year. And so I mean, he's stepping up, but he's not a playmaker. We need a veteran playmaker in the receiving core to do something. And I feel like if they had signed Deshaun Jackson, yeah, he's a little bit seasoned, but he still, I think he still got a couple good games. And I mean, look what Adrian Peterson did for the lions last year. I mean, yeah, he's a seasoned running back, but I mean, he still has some good games and if worse comes to worse. We got so many young wide receivers on this team. Deshaun Jackson could have taught him a thing or two because Deshaun Jackson, he's not a big guy. He's not a Calvin Johnson or a Kenny Galladay, but he's fast, or he used to be anyways. He was fast. He was that wide receiver that could slip a defender and get out in the open, and if he caught that pass 40 yards downfield, he's gone. Unless there's someone right next to him, he's gone. And I know this for a fact because he's burned. I've watched him burn me in fantasy football 
But I've seen, but when I've had him in fantasy football, he's done phenomenal for me. So I know he's got the talents to do it. This is all moot point because uh, the Raiders signed him. However, the Lions did. They dropped, uh, they released Darren Fells and signed Brock Wright from the pl- the practice squad. Um, uh, we have a quarterback come, supposed to be coming off IR here within the next week or two. And then uh, they, I think they released a, a lineman and, Inside another one. I don't know what's going on. We also released Terrell Williams because he's been injury prone. So I feel like there's something that's happening in the works because we keep messing around with our roster. And I hope that maybe there's – I know they can't trade anymore because the trade deadline's up, but I'm hoping that there's some random wide receiver out there that we're missing that Dan Campbell's going to be like, oh, yeah, surprise, uh, we signed this guy. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they – they took the entire bye week to reevaluate themselves. I have no idea. I just hope that the Lions do something. There, I mean, let's put it this way. So, their remaining schedule. This is what it looks like. We are in Pittsburgh this Sunday, and we are in Cleveland. Those are going to both be rough games. I'm not even going to lie. Then we are home against Chicago. We should have beat Chicago the first time we played them, but we didn't. And Chicago still isn't that great. So we could beat the Bears. That's actually, oh, that's on Thanksgiving. Yeah, if we ever needed a win on Thanksgiving, it would be this year. Uh, Then we are home against the Vikings. It's another winnable game. You know what? Forget it. They're all winnable games. Someone asked me earlier today, hey, do you think the Lions have a chance? You know what? I'm going to be flat out honest with you. Yes, the Lions always have a chance. They always have a chance, especially the way they played this year in certain games. They have a chance. Do they stick with it? No, because we're 0-8. Can they stick with it? Yeah, if they just keep playing a a full 60 minutes. Yeah, I think that they could come out with a win, but the problem is they either come out from the gate dead, they just roll onto the field, and then they wake up at halftime, or it's the other way around. They play good for the first 30 minutes of the game, maybe in the first 45, and then the fourth quarter comes around, and they're, it's like they forgot what they were doing this entire time. I mean, they look like Joe Biden when he goes up to have a give a speech. He starts out with a good intro, and then, uh, da, 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 What? Yeah, and I said it. The Lions have they got to figure something out. I'm getting frustrated. I know this is a rebuilding year, and as a fan, I understand that it's going to take time. But I thought we would have at least a win by now. Technically, with weird luck and better luck, we should have had at least four wins by now. And that's that's my opinion on that. I mean. You may not agree with me, but we should have at least four wins by now. Um, anyways, week 13, we're home against the Vikings. It's going to be a rough game. We have a chance to win that one. I have no idea. We're in Denver that week 14, and that one, you know what? The way Denver's been playing, they just beat the, the Cowboys. I would normally say we could beat Denver, but at this rate, who knows? Uh, the Cardinals, I'm not even – you know what? That's the one team – I'm not even going to say, hey, we should beat them. No. 
The way the Arizona's playing right now, we will get destroyed by them. But knowing the Lions' luck, we'll beat them. And that'll be our only win because we lose to the teams we should beat and our record show or our past luck with teams like this, we beat them when we should get destroyed. I don't know if it's the teams coming in think it's going to be an easy win or what. Then we have day after Christmas. We are in Atlanta playing the Falcons. And actually, that's that's probably one of the most winnable games we have. Uh, then the day after New Year's, we are in Seattle playing the Seahawks. That'll probably be a rough game. And then to finish off the season, we will be home against the Green Bay Packers. And I will actually be at this game. I hope to God that by the time we get to this game, I'm not walking into the stadium of an 0-16 team because that's going to be even more depressing, especially since one of my buddies that's going is a Packers fan, and I know I'm not going to – I'm going to hear it all day from him. So I really hope that the Lions did something to motivate themselves on their bye week because you guys have got to do something. Figure out a new game plan. Figure out a new strategy. I don't know what you need to do. I don't know if you need to just pull some replacements or some little Giants type plays, trick plays. I don't know what you need to do. But I'm hoping you guys have figured it out and we'll see that on Sunday. Because it's it's getting really hard watching you guys this season because it's it's been rough. I mean... Us fans can deal with only a couple wins as long as it shows you guys are trying. But right now, I mean, it looks like you guys are just drowning and you don't have a safety net out there or a line or anything. So this is coming from a diehard Lions fan. Please, please get your stuff together because this is hard. This is even harder to watch than it normally is. It's with the year that everybody's had with COVID. We need something, guys. Come on. All right, we have come to the end of the episode, and that's right. It is time for the new segment I started. It's time for the Butcher's Pick, which is where I review this upcoming week's schedule, and I pick five games, a couple underdogs, and I tell you who I think is going to win. So let's start this off. Um, you know what? Let's start it off with tomorrow. We got the Ravens and the Dolphins. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I might be insane or stupid or I don't know what, but uh, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Let's, that'll be my first upset. Um, moving on down. Let's take a look. You know what? Let's go with another upset. Let's say the, let's take the Jaguars over the Colts. So the Jaguars stick with their, their winning streak and uh, they hand one hand a loss to the Colts. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Bills over the Jets and say after that horrible showing in Jacksonville that they Josh Allen just puts up like 40 points on the Jets. Uh, I don't really want to pick the Lions and Steelers game, but... 
I'm always hopeful for the Lions. I'm always wanting to get their first win. I'm just going to go ahead and say, yeah, I want the Lions to win. The Steelers will probably win, but I want the Lions to do that. All right, last game. What do I want? What do I want? Let's do another upset. Let's see. You know what? I'm going to take the Seahawks over the Packers. If Aaron Rodgers is still out like I think he's going to be, and they have the backup quarterback in there, I picked the Seahawks over the Packers, mostly because after this last week's fantasy football fiasco, I want to see DK Metcalf get me like 30 points. But I still think the Seahawks can beat the Packers. So, But all right, that wraps it up for this week on the Butcher's Cut. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, I don't know how many of you are listening. Shout out to a few of my followers that might be listening. Uh, at least I have a few more listens than I was, than I did have. So thank you for everybody that's been listening and keeping track of it. Hopefully uh, you guys stick with me. I know I kind of ramble sometimes and I kind of go out there. But hey, uh, hopefully I've been entertaining enough. So, anyways, this is your host, The Butcher, and this is this week's episode of The Butcher's Cut. Until next week, I will catch you later.